Just what we do Light them up, drink them down Whiskey and cigars all around Cheers, y'all Like a party about to happen right there. Yeah, that was kind of an story. abbreviated crack sort of a party <laughs> beginning. We'll try that again later on in the show. Well, uh, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this fine radio program, podcast, and video extravaganza known internationally as the world famous Smokin' and Toastin'. And today we're going to be doing both Smokin' and Toastin'. Yes. Because we are, we are uh, on location at uh, Vinyl Draft Social Club in Kima, Texas. With us today, special guest, uh, the return of one of our absolute favorites, Trenton Smith from Oliva Cigars, and Doug Meisinger, uh, the owner of Vinyl Draft Social Club itself. Did I get your name right? You did. Okay, because I did. asked, I got it wrong twice before we started the show. So Yeah, to get it wrong a third time, there would have been no excuse. Okay, I, I, I feel good. I feel like I well, passed some sort of a test. It may, may have waited, made up for the week well, well. So, <laughs> uh, so welcome to show number 343. Our program is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. We will be discussing and enjoying pretty much all of those things on today's show. 343, that puts us right at halfway to 400. Yeah, and I appreciate you handling the math I, portion yeah, did, of the I show. Did. Yeah, that's, that's really important. Went to school in Liberty, Texas. Uh, we do want to say special uh, thanks to our guest from last week, uh, Lauren Dacey, the Jack Daniels brand ambassador, who brought... She was awesome. The, she was awesome, and I tell you what she brought was awesome, because oh, yeah. those expressions mm -hmm. from Jack Daniels, and I, you know, I admitted as much on the show, I'm not a fan of the old number seven, mm -hmm. but boy, what she had was some of the better stuff it's, that i've had it's in a amazing long time. that a, that a, such a major company like the the best selling whiskey in the world um and and it's just it's one of those things where like everything else they make is amazing yeah i bought the bonded i i did like i yes. told her on the show and i actually went last sure. week and i bought the bonded terry our engineer this is showing once again smoking and toasting directly influencing sales terry went and bought a bottle like the next day yes uh, and uh and you uh, you were absolutely crazy about it's, the bonded. Actually, I actually have it. It's oh, here. well. It so in case anybody wanted some bonded, well, it, it uh, is actually here. We, we, may, we may have to avail you of that. We are have actually. I have not, actually. Then, the triple mash. I've tried a couple of the new. Triple mash. Real good I love the triple yeah. mash. Uh, but no, I'd, I'd love to try it. We are actually already sipping on some really interesting whiskey. Well, um, now, we've had the rep from Heaven's Door, which is Bob Dylan's brand. Mm -hmm. We've had him on the show before. Sampled a number of their uh, expressions. But this. This one is different because this one, Doug, you had this one done just for Vinyl Draft. Is that right? Yeah, this was a private barrel pick that, that we did. They had contacted me, and I guess it was probably March of this year, and asked if I was interested in, in doing a private barrel of Heaven's Door, which is the best-selling bottle I have at the bar. Is here. it really? Wow, by, that's great. By a pretty huge margin, actually. No we, kidding. We, uh, our signature cocktail, we call the Heaven's Door Smoked Old Fashioned. And so I go through quite a bit of Heaven's Door, and they called and, and asked if I would be interested in doing it. I asked, uh, first of all, how much. Then I, <laughs> then I asked what all it would take to... To, to make something like that happen. And, and so I remember there was a little bit of a deadline. It had to be actually picked by the 14th of April. Mm. And so I said, well, can you give me a week to think about it? And he said, sure, that was no problem. And I just, I, I can't lie. I called him the next morning. And I said, <laughs> and I told him, I said, I, I can't even put into words how much ego is playing into this answer. <laughs> I totally get it. I totally said, get but, it. 
but but I, I'm in and just and I I'm I'm a huge Bob Dylan fan. Uh, I typically with a lot of those sort of vanity projects, mm-hmm. um, you know, they they kind of come up a little short for me, and so I didn't expect a whole lot the first time I tried Heaven's Door, but I was really I was impressed with it. I thought, well, this is no. really nice. See, we agreed the first time we uh, tried it on the show, we were actually really impressed with yeah, all yeah. Yeah. of yeah, the absolutely. expressions. It was it was like okay, this isn't just something that's you know trying to be sold alone on the strength of the right. uh, celebrity name correct and uh, and in fact they uh remember they brought us a bottle of sample that was like this real special edition came in a leather bound book it was like a yes. 400 dollars bottle of whiskey oh the bootleg and that was bootleg outstanding yeah. Yeah. yeah really really good so but yeah i i agree in fact recently it had some friends over and i pulled a bottle of uh the heaven's door i think it was the Straight whiskey. I don't remember which one it was now, but it's, it's that, hard to go wrong. With yeah, any of pull them, that out of the bar, and that was what we drank that night. And it was just, I was just constantly looking at it, going, you know, I forget how good this really is. Yeah. So I, I love this, by the way. It tastes, uh, it, it has that sort of Heaven's Door taste. In other words, it reminds me of the uh, the bottle that I that I have at home. But this one, I think, is a little higher proof. Uh, it's got a little bit of a uh, more aggressive whiskey hug, which is not a bad thing. And it's got, uh, I just get really nice cinnamon and maple yeah, undertones in it. Yeah, it's got that little cinnamon linger mm-hmm. on the tongue at the at the finish. It's really nice. It's real sweet and round up front, too. Like, it goes, <laughs> like, as soon as it touches the lips, it just gets throughout the whole palate. So this is something that you guys pour exclusively here at Vine yes. Draft, correct? Yes. And for those who aren't familiar with your place, we're in the upstairs, very cool cigar bar area. Mm-hmm. Uh, but tell me a little bit about what your uh, what your place is. Well, so the way this whole thing came, came to be is I, I was part of another business. I'm, a lot of people here know the story of what happened there and uh, found myself uh, not wanting to be associated with that uh, and things that were going on there any longer. So I had moved my operation into this room that we're in right now. And this had been a steakhouse for many, many years, but it, it, it had sat vacant for probably a year and a half. And so I was renting this just as office space and then COVID hit mm. and everything in the world just sort of shut down. And so, but I would still come here every day because I couldn't just sit at home. I mean, this was just a thing. Sometimes you got to go to work. Sometimes you have to go to work. And, you know, one month became two, became four, became, it just kept going. And so I started to have this conversation with myself, which is a very dangerous thing to do of, I'll tell you what I would do if I had this whole building. Because again, I was just renting this room and I was like, I would turn this room into a cigar lounge. I would do the bar downstairs, but I would do it primarily a whiskey bar. I started, I started having all these little ideas in my head of what I would do. And eventually it started it started taking shape of, of something I think I really, I think I could do this. Now, admittedly, I had no plans on opening the restaurant side of, of this. I wanted to just be a, a full service a whiskey bar, bar and a yeah. cigar lounge. And then the landlord, uh, when we discussed, you know, the terms of my renting this place, pointed out that I'm renting an awful lot of kitchen equipment. And uh, I'm paying for it <laughs> one way or the other. So he's like, you might as well use it. And uh, it really just becomes a, a case of, you know, you just find the right people in that kitchen that can can make magic happen. And it just it just works. And so what the concept is downstairs is the Kima Steak Company, which is a prime steakhouse and a primarily whiskey bar. 
This up here, the Vinyl Draft Social Club, is a private club. It's a members-only cigar lounge. Now, obviously, we're in a tourist town, so sometimes I get some people staying at the courtyard, staying whatever. I always let them come up and, and enjoy it. But the idea was I just kind of wanted to have something that the people that, that come in here feel like they kind of have a little bit of ownership in, mm-hmm. um, a pride in it. They can bring their friends, show them the club. And, you know, we just recently expanded our, our cigar selection. Uh, yeah, you just got uh, you went from times. one standing humidor to, to five. five now. OK, because yeah. I, I think it's been a little while since I talked to you. You were going to get. Oh, I guess you were going to get four more, so that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. five total. And they took a minute, yeah, to get here, and they took a minute to season, and so we got them in, and and you know, because we had talked about doing this here before, mm-hmm. um, and I remember saying, I said, "Well, I got a barrel coming, <laughs> and so I would love to do it once the barrel yeah, lands, yeah. and then I, I'm you know, <clears throat> increasing the cigar so, so could we wait, and then things finally all kind of fell into place. Yeah. Now, does the fact that the cigar club is separate and private does that play in at all to the licensing and zoning of being able to to sell alcohol on the premises it does does, very much so um so so that's one of the things and and a lot of the members they'll they'll buy a bottle from me because they like to mix their own so they'll buy the bottle but I, you, you can't bring alcohol into this place. Right. You know, there's a right. TABC. Outdoor, outside yeah, alcohol. You just, right. yeah, you just can't do it. So that that was the other thing is I, I, I like the idea of sort of a small, intimate, because I can't, there's nothing worse to me than going into a cigar lounge, going to the human door, grabbing the stick, cutting the stick, going there, and there's no place for you to sit. Yeah. That's the worst. It's like, I guess I have to take this home now. So I, I thought, well, I want to have something nice, kind of exclusive, where the people actually get to know one another and, and uh, interact well together. And the steakhouse concept is I I have certain people I call it hitting for the cycle. They come in here, they go to the humidor, they come up, they have a cigar. Then they come downstairs, we get a table for two. They have dinner, they have some drinks, and then after dinner, they order another drink. They come back here and they finish it off with one last. Which sounds like just a wonderful evening. Yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) You know, I mean, you know, who 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 can ask for more than that? Mm. So that sort of concept, and you know, I also have a lot of people here because we keep the door shut always. And I don't know if you noticed when you walked in, but on any given night, you can't smell cigars downstairs. No, no, at all. And I still get those phone calls, and Mm. I understand it. People will call to make reservations, and they're like, "It's not going to smell like cigars in there, is it?" If you stay downstairs, it won't. (laughs) And, and, you know, the other thing is they always want to tour it. They always want to see it. And so you you come up here and you've got those people that walk in the door and they're just like, you know, oh, my God, it smells amazing. (laughs) And then you have the people that walk in the door like, oh, God. And they just immediately run for the stairs. My favorite are the ones that start yelling loudly about how they're allergic to smoke. Mm. (laughs) It's okay if you're allergic to smoke. You really don't have to yell loudly about it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's fine for you to just not participate. That's cool. That's cool. Well, for everyone. And and I always find that, you know, and I'm going to make a generalization here. I usually don't want to hang out with those people anyway. So cigar smoke works as a really effective deterrent. That's what I've found. Now, that's just me. I'm only one person. But there was an old punch ad. I use my cigar smoke as idiot repellent. Yes, and it absolutely works. Let me tell you, it absolutely works. Well, we got a lot to cover on the show. There's uh, some news out of the Oliva camp, which Trenton is going to be sharing with us. He's already shared some cigars, which I haven't even gotten to how much I'm enjoying. Yeah, we haven't even started uh, talking about uh, that yet. Yeah, this uh, smoke. But we'll get to that. And by the way, again, we'll talk more about it later. But wow, does it marry perfectly 
with this uh, special vinyl draft uh, bottle of Heaven's Door. Wonderful, wonderful pairing. So we'll get to that. We'll also be tasting some beers on today's show from Aurora Brewing Company. Their Placire, it's an, or Placire, it's an Italian-style pilsner. This brewery is out of King Ferry, New York. We'll be sampling that. Also from right up the road from us in Austin, Texas, and the Jester King Brewery. Oh, yeah. We'll be trying their Rex Machina. It's a hazy IPA. And from Paso Robles, California, and a little brewery you may have heard of called Firestone Walker. Uh, yeah. We'll be trying their Firestone Walker 2023 Double DPA. It is an Imperial Special Bitter Ale. Oh, that sounds amazing. Sounds like that might be right up your alley, doesn't it? So looking forward to all of that. Always wait for beer number three. That's going to be the one I'm loving. (laughs) Plus, we will also uh, be doing another spirit besides uh, the the Heaven's Door and besides the... uh, bottle of Jack Daniels bonded that uh, that Terry brought, which I imagine will put a sizable dent in. Uh, but we'll also be trying a Canmore 12-year single malt scotch. So oh, that will be that something to look forward to and, and pair with cigars uh, as well. So uh, lots of good things coming up. Oh, and I almost forgot to mention, we will be doing Drinking News. And in fact, not only will we be doing Drinking News, but I am now uh, privileged to give you the Drinking News teaser headline. You got it over there? You good? A cocktail for the baby daddy. And we'll uh, have that story coming up a little later on. Plus, tell you about some cigars to watch for. And uh, there's so much going on in the spirits business right now. So we'll try to get to several important spirits things, including a listing of the best whiskeys of 2023 so far, according to one of the lists that thinks they know what it is and, and that doesn't likes to sound share. urgent enough it should be like the best whiskeys right right now, now. Well, i've got some yeah. right now stories if you want to get to that how about the 11 best irish whiskeys to drink right now <laughs> there you go we could get to that one too so anyway we'll get to a lot of these things and more plus i'm really excited to hear about what all is going on at one of my absolute favorite cigar companies Ooh, in the world oliva i love these guys i love everything they release i love some of their stuff so much it's like almost you know almost shouldn't talk about it but we'll we'll get there and we will talk about it it's smoking and toasting we're on location at vinyl draft in kima texas and we'll be right back And welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting. Our program is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. I love those And things. during the break, I found out that there's some additional information that we hadn't had a chance to share. And that is that the proprietor here at the uh, Vinyl Draft Social Club oh, is also a participant in Dancing with the Stars Bay Area. I told you that in confidence. Oh, you did? Oh, <laughs> damn it. I hate I mean, when this, that happens. This is a public event. Right? Yeah, it's a public yeah, It's not event. like people can't word, find word, out, right? Word has gotten out. So, so, yeah. so <laughs> now it's international. Media. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So do you have a particular style of dancing that you are, uh, you know, particularly adept at? Do I look like I have a particular style of dancing? <laughs> no, I do not. But I, I but I, I always I think that's the point. I mean, it wouldn't be worth watching if I could dance. I mean, <laughs> right. Well, is that, right? I, you, know, I, I, you know, this is the second time I've done it. In fact, it's somebody was downstairs having dinner and like, Oh, you're, so, and then he was, they were talking about it. He goes, oh, he's the first person to ever do it twice. Wow. And she goes, well, you must be really good. And I was like, who would think? <laughs> no. It's I'm way more entertaining when, but, you, when you're not. But do you have a dance partner that's actually a really good dancer? I, I do, and I did last time. So I'm, I just, I was very fortunate that I. So you just kind of stand and they twirl, that type of thing? That's actually, yes. <laughs> okay. Just, this, 
it's just going to come out after it's over. But yes, that's a big part of it. Okay, She's doing you know. so much of the heavy lifting. And it's like, apparently all I really have to be is the tall guy that can hold his arm up. And yeah, I can do that go. all day. We are on location at the Vinyl Draft uh, Social Club, uh, the Cigar Lounge uh, part of which is the upstairs area where we're doing the show today. Full uh, steakhouse and whiskey bar downstairs, mm-hmm. which is very cool. And we are uh, thrilled to welcome uh, Trenton Smith back to the show. Trenton is with Oliva Cigars. And, you know, Oliva, I remember it was a couple of times ago that we had you on the show that it just so happened that we we timed it with announcement of a new release. And we made the point at that time that Oliva doesn't release new things that often. So that said, this last year has been pretty busy for you guys. It's been really busy. Yeah. We uh, just today, I was joking earlier that... uh, we should do this podcast more often to get exciting news because yeah. we just had a conference call <laughs> every time day we do before. It, yeah. yeah, before I came here, we are partnering with. Let me get this name right, La Fine Lam, and okay. it's a French company that makes really, really cool knife cutters, uh, punch a- bracelets, accessories, kind of high end accessories, high end accessories, right? yeah. and these things are quality, beautiful. I was looking at the pictures you brought up on some of those, and I'm totally gonna have one of those knives. Yeah, yeah. those things are sweet. It's got and it's, it's got a little cutout, so when you close the knife, you're cutting the end of your cigar. Yep, oh, I'm it's so excited! The about sharpest that. blades, uh, the it's got a lifetime guarantee. It's awesome. And you showed me uh, pictures of uh, a bracelet, like a yep. men's bracelet. That has a punch cutter. It has a punch, so you're never I without. I love a this. Cigar. You're never without. I'm your assuming punch. The, the punch cutter looks like the clasp. So I'm assuming when you unscrew that, yeah, then it's a, there's it's there's your punch right too. there. Yeah, oh, no. it's adjustable on the backside. Well, well, as soon as those are available, I, I'm buying one of those. That's that's sweet. September first. Uh, oh, in time for my oh, birthday. Oh, yeah. that's going. I have quick. to tell. I have to tell my wife because that's in time for a right. uh, birthday. So actually, that means that uh, they came out yesterday. So can we find them at? Uh, uh, tobacconist shops where do we find yeah them? i've got to get the list so okay. there's already some existing customers in texas mm-hmm. i just need to find out who they are all right cool fantastic and, and uh this is something that you guys are going to want to check out because christmas is right around i was going to say it's a great <laughs> gift if you don't right have anybody to buy a, a really nice cutter uh for christmas then you send it to me it's fine yeah that's right if you need somebody to be a recipient for a that's, gift that's like right that. and another yeah. thing that we're going to be selling ashtrays made out of concrete so they're not going to blow away. They can stay That's outside cool all the time. Because <laughs> uh, I have, because uh, I, I smoke outdoors on the balcony, but I'm 32 floors up at my house. So that means you don't that want that blown away. I, I, yeah, you have <laughs> you can't you can't take these you know very light duty ashtrays no. out and uh, leave them there because you will not have them the following. Yeah, day, I bought so. one years ago that uh, was uh, in solid marble. Yeah, and oh that'll it's, work. It's outside and that'll it's, work. It's getting some pitting and it's looking like it needs some replacement. So uh, so maybe we'll get you a concrete one for Christmas. Mm-hmm. All right, we got to take a break and we'll be back. We're going to start our tastings here. Going to talk a little bit about these cigars because I'm really enjoying oh, this. This is the EP Carrillo Correct. version of the Cuba Aliados. So, 100% Honduran. Uh, we will be right back to talk about that next on Smoking a Toaster.
Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting. Our show is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. We're enjoying all of those things today. In fact, we'll get to more of all of them, including these Oliva cigars we're enjoying today. Uh, but we are on location at the Vinyl Draft Social Club in Kima, Texas. Trenton Smith is here with us as well, our uh, good friend and guest from Oliva Cigars. And uh, before we get back into it, though, Ian, I want to do a special congratulations to one of our absolute favorites. All right. At the New Orleans Spirits Competition, presented by the Tales of the Cocktail Foundation, they unveiled recently the 2023 award winners and the winner for best whiskey was from our friends at Balcones. Those guys. Yep. They're crushing it, man. Texas won single malt, won whiskey of the year. Wow. That is such a big, big deal. Those guys are crushing they it. They really are. And really want to get them back on the show. We haven't had them on in a while, but I really just want them to bring a sample of this <laughs> award winning of this award winning whiskey. <laughs> samples that. is why we started the show in the first place. So uh, you know, it it's it bears bears you did, to you mind. Mention, you know, when you pitched this show to me, I remember you saying something to the effect of we may not make it rich, but samples. Yeah. And that and seemed I to said, reach you. I'm in. <laughs> Very good. And so smoking and toasting was born. And here we are, what, 342 episodes Halfway to 400. Later? Just, just yeah. divide that yeah. number in half, and you're right yeah. there at 343. This is our 343rd episode, although it does bear mentioning that one of the episodes never saw the light of day. That's true. And I'll talk about that at another time, because we got a lot to go over today. But there is one. <laughs> Offline, I'm going to want to hear that story. There is one uh, mystery missing episode the of Smoking and Toasting. Yeah. Apparently, I was a little uh, I think that was in the bitter. in the 40s. That was in I think like it was. Oh, it was very early. Yeah. Three-ish or 44-ish. Very, very early. The missing episode. Okay, I'll tell the story really quick. Thank um, you. <laughs> Doug's like, come on, tell me. Uh -huh. uh, so very early on in uh, this program. In the before. Time. In the before time, it actually wasn't called Smoking and Toasting. The show was originally called Sip, Smoke, and Savor. That was Ooh. the original name of the show. And we were about 40 episodes in, I guess. And we got not a cease and desist letter, not an official letter of request. We got a message on Facebook from some organization in San Diego that served chocolate-covered strawberries and wine, and they were sipping savor something. And the message said something to the effect of... It was of, so condescending. It's so. nice that you guys have a hobby, but we do this for uh, our business, and we need you to cease and desist. Now, again, there's no legality at all to a Facebook message. We were under no obligation to cease and desist. But we do have an attorney who works for our company. I contacted him, and he said, look, we can fight this, but it'll be stupid, and it'll cost you money. My recommendation, and I really like our attorney. He's a smart guy. Uh, my recommendation, he said, is see if you can come up with a different name. And I scratched my head. I could not come up with a name to save my life. And Ian here just blurts out, what about smoking and toasting? I was like, I like it better. Let's do it. And so we told the uh, people in San Diego to go F themselves, and we changed our name. And that's <laughs> all over that, strawberries. Uh, but yeah, I was telling this story on the first episode after we changed the name, I believe it was. Yes. I was telling the story, and I was, you know, I was a little irritated. We're talking about Cruz here, knows how to hold a grudge. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm, I'm a new and improved person now. But back then, <laughs> I was more of a grudge holder. And uh, so, anyway. Apparently, I explained all of this, and uh, our producer at the time, who shall remain nameless. Not me. 
<laughs> it wasn't it wasn't Terry, wasn't Adam, wasn't even Doug. Uh, we uh, we had a producer at the time who apparently thought that I was just a bit too negative on the show, and without telling us, he never released it. Wow! Yeah. We recorded without the whole telling. show without. This is how us. we the, here. How yeah, how did we find out? out? Was because uh, my brother. Uh, I was chatting with him. He goes, hey, man, uh, I didn't see the uh, new episode of the show posted at all. And I was like, oh, that's weird. At the time, we were still kind of new to it. So we were trying to dial in that side of it. And I came in and Cruz was sitting there. I was sitting there and our producer was sitting there. I said, hey, man, um, you know, I was talking to my brother. And he said the new episode didn't uh, didn't post this week at all. And he goes and he literally just looked and goes, oh, that's because I didn't post it. And then and then went on about his business as if, like, that was enough. Yeah. So that became the great missing episode of Smoking wow. and Toasting. So if it ever resurfaces, we'll post it, and you can apparently hear me being. So you don't even have yeah. it. Yeah, I don't even have it. Wow. Because we wow. entrusted all that stuff to him. He was the producer at the time. So well, I've always, I have always heard you take on the chocolate covered strawberry mafia. They're never going to find your body. <laughs> that is a good. I mean, that's yeah, just, that's probably very, that's that's probably, very probably, good probably, advice. Yeah, yeah, very good advice. But here we are at number three forty three. Strawberry shoes. <laughs> but here we are at number three forty three. <laughs> Give or take an episode, right. and uh, and we're about to taste it's, some it's Italian pilsner. Now, I really like. Sometimes when I go out for Italian food, I enjoy ordering uh, a Peroni. That's my favorite of the yeah, yeah. Italian beers. It's just there's something about the flavor of that beer that really seems to work well with pasta or Italian food of any kind. So I'm actually very curious about this. It's a, like Peroni is a light, crispy flavor. It's a, mm-hmm. and it's different. It's not like a it's not like a Mexican beer. It's it's a very different flavor profile, um, and and it's fun because when you're uh, Especially in a situation where um, we talked about this with uh, with Japanese beers as well. Like, Absolutely, not my favorite style, but when you're having sushi, yeah, man, it, it goes it well. It goes perfectly. Yes. So, like the Peroni at the Italian restaurant is great. I don't know that I've tried any um, Italian style uh, pilsner made by anybody that wasn't like. There's a couple uh, a couple of Italian brands that I've tried, but that's Moretti it. and Peroni are the ones right, I'm familiar right. with. Yeah, Isn't Italian beer usually in glass. I think so. And this one is in a can, so that's a little different. But, uh, yeah, that was one of the reasons that I got this, because I thought it'd be an interesting change-up from some of the things that we usually taste here from on the Aurora show. From Aurora Brewing Company, 4.5% alcohol by volume. Keep cold, drink fresh. Um, on the nose, it just kind of has that Italian beer you know, aroma to it. It's not very strong. Uh, on the tongue, though, it's uh, it's got quite a bit of flavor. It does. It, it also has a, a bit of lemon uh, and that's what like, I get from like it. a it's bit clean. of lemon, yeah, and it finishes nice and clean too. It's interesting, and it doesn't fight the cigar, which mm-hmm. is funny because sometimes when you have those citrusy beers, they can fight a cigar pretty hard. Well, that's absolutely true, and sometimes the you know the there's a certain uh, I'm not sure how to articulate it, but there's a certain sort of a strong taste to like a Peroni or a Moretti that may or may not go with a cigar depending on what you've got. This doesn't seem to have that. As much as it has just a sort of a smooth pilsner finish and that that hint of lemon that there's you're talking about, there's a little about. tart. There's a little t- like yeah. lingering, a little tart in the very back of the palate. That's very interesting on this too, creating a little bit of that Doritos effect. So I would, I would, uh, yeah, I highly recommend it. It's a pretty nice beer. If you want something uh, uh, crisp and fresh and um, light, 
and then a little bit on the uh, different side. I the think. Doritos effect, for those who haven't heard us talk about that before, uh, it's an, uh, it's alluding to the fact that apparently, I don't know that this is true, but I've certainly read it a number of times, uh, the makers of Doritos formulate the flavor in a very specific way that makes you want another one. Uh, now, speaking I, of Doritos effect, uh, this cigar. Yeah. And which one are you smoking again? Now, this is the Aliados uh, Cuba. Mm-hmm. Original blend is oh, what it says. Yes. And that is the Arroya blend made in Honduras. And that I got it wrong earlier. That is the one hundred percent Honduran. This is this tastes one hundred percent Honduran. It's got just a touch of spice, but it's earthy and nutty and uh, and a little little bit of coffee in the back of it. Like those are now let's get back to the Dorito effect. I want to see how you're like I keep no, I keep coming back to it. I keep, <laughs> keep wanting to smoke it. <laughs> Trenton, uh when you guys took over the uh Cuba Aliados brand, um you mentioned that this is the original uh, this one that Ian's smoking, this is the original. Is this is this your blender's approximation of what the original blend we're using, was? We're using the original packaging and making okay. it look like it, but it's not. The but same it's blend. a totally, di- totally different. Blend. I was going to say, I've you know I've always enjoyed Cuba Aliados, but I always thought of them much more as a bargain or a discount cigar, not necessarily something that was on the par yeah. of. Uh, an Oliva or something yeah, like that. Yeah, when we uh, took over the brand, we wanted something totally different out there, and we wanted it to show unity within the cigar <laughs> industry. So there's a lot of behind the scenes, making cigars, providing tobacco. Sure. Uh, with this, it's a true partnership. We're just showing unity in the industry with Ernesto Perez Creo and the Honduran version being the Aliados made in the Arroya factory, and that's where the Aladinos are made. All right, so... What I'm curious if if you're Oliva, and you've got well, I am great. Well, you are. Yes, <laughs> you have. You to are be. Oliva to me. So happy yeah. to be. Yeah. When I think Oliva, I see your smiling nice. face. So uh, no, but uh, but if you're Oliva and you have, you know, great blenders that work for you, you do things in conjunction with other blenders like mm-hmm. Ernesto Carrillo. Um, so you you are thinking about putting out something new. What is the advantage to buying or partnering with an existing brand like Cuba Aliados and releasing them under that name as opposed to just putting out a new Oliva or another brand under the Oliva flagship? So, number one, like I said, to show unity within the industry. And there's a lot of uh, a lot of attacks on the cigar industry. So we want to show unity. And number two, it's something different. There's a whole different market that we may be able to reach mm-hmm. by goal, by teaming up with EPC and right. Arroyo. Makes sense. And by the way, speaking of attacks, I think we all have to lift a glass and toast the fact that we are finally out from under all that onerous legislation that was oh man for years Amen. it looked cheers. It, it, Amen. Just, it seemed like every time we reported on this on the show it was another piece of bad news mm-hmm. and now that the judge has completely vacated the ruling for premium cigars it's like i mean i've read on half wheel and cigar aficionado they're all they're all basically saying it's over like we're not going to have to come back and fight this particular fight again and it really does make sense because what the what the bill was actually about wasn't about premium cigars at all it was about stopping underage smoking Doug, how many how many under 18s do you have that come and want 
to to ask for entrance into the cigar lounge here at it's Vital It's yet Ground. to happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is yet to happen. Exactly. I spend an inordinate amount of time in cigar shops. I have yet to see someone underage coming in there trying to buy cigars. Right. It yeah, just doesn't 16 happen. 16-year-old standing out front going, Psst. Yeah. Can you get me a punch? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, uh, if you see an extra, you know, Fuente in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Now, it just doesn't it's, happen. It's really geared towards cigarettes and recently in the last... Vaping, yeah. Yeah, yeah. in the last decade, vaping, which is mm-hmm. horrible. Right. I, I just met with the principal the other day, and she was telling me that she doesn't remember the last time they found a... Swisher sweet wrapper because everybody's using vapes. <laughs> right, yeah. And I'm like, and they probably don't even find cigarette that. butts anymore. No, you know? no. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. vaping. To the point where they're making vapes in the form of uh, Sharpie, not Sharpies, uh, highlighters. Oh, yes, really? of course. Yeah. Now, and I don't know. Like eye watches. I mean, you can't tell the difference. Now, I don't and know that, if you... And that's just like cigars. They should be lumped in with that exact same crowd. No, that's right? not targeting. Yeah. I mean, targeting, <laughs> yeah. making it Easy That's to yeah, crazy. That's absolutely crazy. I don't know if you guys are aware of this or not, but there was a band back in the 70s uh, called Brownsville Station. Oh, yeah. Uh, that uh, their big hit was called Smoking in the Boys Room. They are actually reforming and going on tour, and they've re recorded uh, their song to be vaping in the Boys Room. Oh, my. <laughs> I made that up. They didn't really do that. But, but, but it does saying, give me an because, idea for a song. Maybe your because, band could do because it. Because then Motley Crue would have to right, get up exactly. there exactly. and redo exactly. it. Maybe and then Ian, act like they're playing on stage. Ian, maybe your band could, oh, uh, could cover it, but do Vaping in the Boys Room. Oh, That'd be a great go. one. Yeah. <laughs> Put a little country twist on it. It'd be great. <laughs> Actually, we were looking for new uh, um, covers, so I submitted uh, I'm a Honky Tonk Man. I heard that the other night. Oh, I yeah. Like, oh, I oh, heard that in ages. That's a good one. That's, that's a good one. You know, years ago, uh, when I was still in the record business, I was with, uh, do you remember Chris Cagle? Yeah, country singer. So I was, I was out with Chris Cagle, <laughs> yep. and we were, he was talking about how he wanted to find a rock song that he could implement into his set. Because mm-hmm. yeah, they, they, that was a big thing. Just to throw it throughout the the token rock song, and I gave him my my suggestion. I said, "Oh, I got it. I got the perfect song for you." I said it would go over so well in your show. So what is it? Said, We're an American band by Grand <laughs> Funk Railroad. Oh, it yeah. would go over, yeah. And he said, "I've thought about it." He goes. You know why you can't do that? That's why he goes because you can't alter that song at all. Really? Perfect. He goes, you cannot put good. any sort of twist or any sort of change on that particular song. It just wouldn't work. It's it's so perfect as is. And I kind of thought about it. I thought, you know, he's really he's kind of right. There yeah. are certain songs There's, that do come across that yeah. way. Although that doesn't stop certain artists from covering them, changing them, and ruining them. <laughs> That's it true. has happened. That's Very true. true. It has happened. <laughs> Well, I'm sorry. What was that? I didn't know. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Uh, well, see, this is the kind of this is what I love about places like uh, Vinyl Draft Social Club. Is these are the kind of conversations you get into yeah, you when you're know. sitting around, yeah. having some whiskey, smoking some great cigars. And uh, I just wanted to mention, by the way, <coughs> I kind of highly recommend this uh, Italian Pilsner, the uh, Piacetta. Uh, it's from. What did you say? Aurora Brewing Company? Is that right? Yeah, Aurora in? Brewing Company. Uh, so I recommend you go look for this. It's uh, it's definitely worth trying, and I would uh, I would uh, enjoy it if we would have some more. But instead, we'll try something else. There you go. This is out of New York. Yeah. Uh, we'll New try York? something else coming up in the next segment. You are listening to and watching Smoking and Toasting. Thank you for being here. Thanks to our guests, and we'll be back with more. 
Welcome back. It is Smoking and Toasting on location this week at the Final Draft Social Club. Uh, Doug and uh, Trenton are our guests. Uh, Doug, of course, with Final Draft Social Club and brought out a special bottle of Heaven's Door that was a barrel pick for you Ooh, guys. So good. So how long does it take you guys to go through a barrel of something like this? Well, so I partnered with Economy Liquor down in Galveston, and we earmarked 36 bottles for retail sale. Those are just about all gone. The rest of it, I'm I was going to say, am I swinging by there on my way home? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the rest, I mean, I, I, I would imagine I'll be out probably by end of December, end of January. So when you do your next one. You know, I've already gotten phone calls about, hey, well, what about doing this one? So tell me, how about I sell this one first? <laughs> so do you, uh, you get more phone just, calls from the Heaven's Door guys or from no, no, other no, no, from other people? I just want to be invited out for the tasting process. That's 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 fine. I tell you what, the tasting here was. I'll, I'll just give you a quick little. When when we did the pick itself, I had uh, I had ten had ten people there to do the pick, which that's when you find the problem with doing an even number. Um, oh, because you can have uh, a tie. Because we had a tie. <laughs> and in fact, our studio audience, uh, Mr. Chuck Jones over there, he was one of them. And <laughs> nice. I will say we had we had six barrels to sample from. And in almost no time flat, we had it narrowed down to two. So it was like a pretty that, huh? quick. It was yeah, pretty quick. Yeah, there were, there cool. were two clear, clear front runners, but they were vastly different. And sure enough, it came down to a 5-5. Five, five. So ah. how'd you break the tie? I own the place, so my vote. You, I was going to guess. That, you are right? the vice president. You bake the <laughs> tie, right? That's it. That so, was not my idea, actually. That was that was Heaven's Door's idea. But once when I explained to everybody why, because this it does have some heat on it. It's one twenty three point eight proof, um, and it's 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 definitely got you know a, a little bit of burn. The other one it was a lower proof, but a much uh, harsher burn hmm. on it, and. I, the fact is, I, I sell more whiskey as an old-fashioned or as a Manhattan than I do just straight. So, uh, so a stronger burn might not work as well I in those cocktails. I think it would work as well in a cocktail. It makes sense. And, makes sense. you know, as much as I'd love to be that guy that can drop 10 grand on a barrel to look at it, uh, I need to sell this. Yeah, this stuff. sure, and sure. And so... And, and when I explain or drink it all yourself, which you know would be yeah. a pretty indulgent way to uh, take a barrel. <laughs> yeah, mine is a cautionary tale when yeah. it comes to that kind of thing. So, um, so no, I, and I kind of explained to everybody. Here's my reasoning behind it. And at that point, everybody was like, "Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that yeah, makes yeah, sense." Totally. No, you got to um, sell it, right? Yeah, you have to sell it. You can't just let it collect dust. I, I have no idea what that other barrel tastes like, but this is fantastic. This whiskey was, marries beautifully with this cigar. This again, the one. Uh, that was uh, blended by EPC, yep. and mm -hmm. this is the uh, Cuba Aliados. But what is it called? It's the cabinet. 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 Cabinet, uh, cabinet selection. This is j as good a pairing as I've had with a cigar and a whiskey in some time. I noticed I mean, you uh, really lit up the uh, Master Blend Churchill. My by all the way. time favorite. I got to tell you, um, I've had a few sizes of the Master <laughs> Blend. I even bought a, uh, one of the samplers that had like all the sizes of the Master Blend, and that Churchill is just the thing it's one of my all-time go-to so it, it yeah. really is and you know again and i and i i say this seems like trenton every time we have you on the show and it it concerns me that maybe i should stop saying it but that cigar is priced so reasonably you guys could totally be getting 
a higher price for that cigar. Please don't. But it's it's just it's just such a wonderful smoke for the money. Yep. See, the next time Trenton comes on, he's gonna be like, "Hey, I just got news. We're raising the prices on everything." <laughs> well, now because of smoking and toasting, and we're gonna blame in, you. <laughs> in fairness, you guys did release an expensive cigar finally, we did. didn't you? He did. Yeah. Tell me about that. So. It's a uh, Daniel Marshall, and it's called the Roaring Twenties, and it's got uh, let's see, it's got Florentine gold. Well, oh yeah, I remember talking the about gold, this. Yeah, it so actually smokable the, gold, the, the, the yeah. um, so, food grade gold, right? Very, yeah, yeah. I told you, very him. limited amount, and it's very expensive. But there's a good segue. Oliva has a foundation called Helping Hands, right? and a lot of the proceeds are going to that foundation where we provide schooling, uh, health care, uh, child care for the people who work at Oliva Nicaragua. So, so the price is not res- representing the pockets. It's representing... Correct. It's and, and proceeds going are going to the Helping yeah, Hands. And the price is right at, right at $100, right? Yes. And, and I told Ian... Who often will give me uh, cigars as a gift for for Christmas, which I always really appreciate. And I told him this year I only need one, just there one cigar, just, just one cigar. Yeah, just one cigar is all I need. The Florentine yeah. gold foil. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, I you still didn't bring have those? a. Uh, no, I, I, I think I left them in the car. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what's it about 112? Yeah, exactly. right now. The foil is rapid. You know, I still have. I still have one of those. Uh, it's about a twenty dollars cigar in my humidor. That is one of those AJ Fernandez blends that he did for uh, 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 Monte Cristo that you gave me. Yeah, yeah. And and I keep thinking, I haven't gotten a special enough occasion to smoke that yet. If you gave me this, will leave a hundred dollar cigar. I don't know when I'd ever pull it out. Like, when would be the occasion special enough, right, for you to go ahead and Speaking smoke? Speaking of giving one. you a cigar, I handed a cigar over to Trenton oh earlier today. Yeah, and I'm gonna. We got to take a break, but I want you to talk about that in the next segment because <laughs> his face lit up like yeah. like I've like, never had one. It was yeah. like Christmas. Yeah, his face lit up like mine will when you give me the hundred dollar. Noted. Yeah. So, all right, we're gonna take a break. We'll be right back. It's smoking and toasting. By the way, to our broadcast partners who are exiting the show as of this hour, thank you, and find the rest of the show on at our Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube pages. Welcome back to Smoking and Toasting. Our show is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. And uh, we are <laughs> we're at the Vinyl Draft Social Club uh, really having a great time. I This is as laid-back a cigar lounge as I've been in. I just love the vibe of here. It's very, very cool. Well, thank you very, very much. It's uh Typically, when we're open, we're, the, the music that we play is is pretty much Sinatra, Dean Martin. We try to kind of have that. Everything's sort of, it, it, it's conducive to good conversation. Yeah, and see, I, I love that. We that's set just, up pods. It's a perfect mood. Sort for, of, you know. Yeah, the perfect mood setter for a good uh, uh, for a good leisurely smoke. I absolutely love it. Thank in you. In fact, one of my favorite things used to that I used to do in uh, Lake Charles uh, at, I believe it's the Golden Nugget there. The casino, I'd I'd go and I'd you know put a few dollars in machines and lose my money, and then I'd make my way to this one bar they have. It's right in the middle of the casino, where they always seem to have like a, a you know a Sinatra impersonator and a oh. piano player, and just just singing Sinatra songs. And I'll sit there and light up a cigar, and you're hearing the music and you're hearing the clanging of the machines around you, and it's just the perfect like 
chill environment. What could be better? Absolutely. And they had some pretty good beers on tap there, too, as well. Speaking of beers, Ian is pouring our next uh, taster. And this is from a brewery that we are both fans of out of Austin, Texas. Rex uh, Machina from Jester Jester King. King. Yeah. And so I think it's Rex Machina, like Ex Machina. Machina. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, But... Sorry. He does look like a bit of a machine. That's easy for you to any say. Any way you look at it. Uh, yeah, Rex so on, a, the, on the cover a, there. Yeah, it's yeah. got a robot T-Rex, and in one hand, he's holding a bundle of flowers. In the other hand, he's uh, shooting a machine gun that is spitting out more flowers. Okay, so first of all, T-Rex. Second, robot. Third, shooting flowers. I already love That's this a, beer. Yeah, it's hard. Even I mean, what's we not to it? like? Right? We've yeah, all I mean, been there. We've all been there. <laughs> this is like my boyhood all over again. I absolutely love it. <laughs> it's it's interesting because it's uh, as a hazy. Uh, they call it the. It's just hazy India pale ale. It's uh, it's not as much on the nose as I would have expected. I always wanted one of those little pop guns, you know, that you pull the trigger and it shoots out a flower. You know, they have those, you know, like the ones that have the flag that says bang. Oh, sure. Yeah. But they have ones that will put out a flower like that, too. Oh, that, I always wondered one of those. I thought it would make a good statement of some that sort. That is right. an incredibly unusual And what IPA. statement would that be? That I'm totally for people owning guns, but I wish they shot flowers. <laughs> I wish they <laughs> shot flowers. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So that's how's that for... Standing on both sides of an issue. We're, we're running out of barrel over here. Oh, wow. And then, <laughs> now that's, a, that's a bad thing when you run out of barrel. Uh, so this is the Rex Machina. You said not a lot on the nose. Not a lot yet? on the nose. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed. Usually you get a lot more floral. Especially or when you're expecting a sort of a, a hazy, juicy IPA. Like, even with a hazy, you get more citrus and stuff on the nose. But I'm not getting a lot this on the is nose. Interesting. It's beer-like, but it's not. You get it when you uh-huh. taste it. Yeah, when you taste it, it's good. It's got a... I got to be honest. It's got a sunflower kind of taste to it. Sunflower, sunflower. Mm, I don't think I've ever tasted a sunflower. It's very, uh, it's very floral in, in its haziness. Not you're not talking sunflower seed. You're talking like, like it tastes like a sunflower smell. Like sunflower. Hmm. Kind of matches the summer. I, I like it. It's nice for summer. Yeah. yeah. Let's yeah. see if it. Although right now our sunflowers are beat down. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we all very are sad. beat down with this heat. <laughs> this mm. is pretty crazy. <laughs> That's it's, why it's hard for me to look, and we are going to do on next week's show, by the way, an Oktoberfest blind taste test, because the Oktoberfest beers are out, and it's a little hard to think about them, because I need that little chill in the yeah. air before I really it's want... Not, so, not there. So we're going to hope to usher it in next week by doing a, uh, a, a an Oktoberfest blind taste test, and we've done a blind taste test for Oktoberfest before. But there's some new ones out, and I thought this would be fun to do. Go, you know, it's funny because um, my favorite is the one that I've always hailed as my favorite is the uh, the the St. Arnold Oktoberfest. Yeah, and then uh, when we did that blind taste test, um, St. Arnold was one of my tops, but the other one was uh, Eleven Below, which is another lo- local brewery, and they make yep. they make an Oktoberfest that's outrageously good. Well, there's one out from Urban South now that I'm excited to try. Oh, nice. And there's uh, there's several other new ones, or at least new to me. I thought it'd be fun for us to try. So that'll be next week. But back to our IPA. Uh, it does not fight with this cigar. And that's, I'm an IPA fan. It's really my favorite style of beer. But I am always hesitant to drink one if I'm smoking because I, many of them really don't go well with a cigar. I have to say, uh, I don't think that it fights my cigar, but I don't think I like this one very much. It's It's got a vegetal aftertaste that I'm not... Would it be sunflower? Like, not digging on it. Might be sunflower. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't dislike it. I don't know if it's one of my favorites. And and I kind of, 
maybe I had higher expectations because of how much I like Jester King. Mm -hmm. uh, and Jester King, by the way, does a lot of Saisons and farmhouse ales. Yeah, they do, they do a lot of very stuff, funky yeah. brews. So maybe they were looking for a slightly funkier taste on the hazy IPA. Maybe. I'm not uh, I'm not particularly digging this. I'm almost through it. It's drinkable. Doug, what do you think? It's not something I think I would order, but you know when you talked about the the summer thing, mm -hmm. I did think about if I had just come inside and it was hot outside, this is something I could blow through pretty quick. Right. And by but, the way, I'll just mention because we had this on the show a while back, one of my favorite beers to drink when I come in and it's hot outside and I'm really thirsty. Michelob Ultra. How did you know? <laughs> you know? My doctor said I should drink more water. So I said, how about Michelob Ultra? Will that work? Uh, no, but it's, it's Brooklyn Brewings. Uh, they have a summer pale ale and it's out. It's still out in the stores and it's just, it's one of the most refreshing beers I've ever had. Was that the one you had at the anniversary show? It absolutely was. That was yes. great. After was I had beer. set all that stuff up, and it was really hot outside right on. It was so good. Yeah, we were outside fighting with, like, trying to get tablecloths to stay on the in table. In the wind. It was, it was too windy. Yes. And so I gave up and came in, and I was just absolutely, like, overheated. And I grabbed one of those out of the cooler. I'm like, this is the best beer I've ever had. <laughs> yes, it was. It absolutely was. Just amazing. But I, anyway. I kind of feel like I would have liked this one better had we had it first. Mm. It's, it's possible. There's, there's something about the aftertaste that's just bugging me on that. I, I do agree. There's a, something on the finish that I'm and not And I'm a little disappointed in myself because I, I like almost everything I've had. Well, now almost everything I've had from Jester King because I, this is probably the first one I've ever had that I'm like not a big fan of. Well... Oh. I haven't been that to the brewery happen. yet either. That's a, no, we're going to have to make a road trip, I think. Yeah, I think so. That would be, that would be definitely, definitely one to visit. Uh, I'm going to be in San Antonio uh, uh, next weekend. Uh, is there a uh, San Antonio brewery you would recommend that I visit mm, while I'm there? Off the top of my head, I'm sure. They've got a, they've I don't got have any off the top of my head, but there's, I'm sure there's quite a few over we'll there that would be totally we'll worth going to. We'll do some research. To. By the way, if you want to recommend a San Antonio brewery for me to uh, visit and do a little segment, uh, our email address is s at rfcmedia.com and not only uh, can you send me you know recommendations for that but also if you have questions about anything cigars spirits craft beer relationship issues whatever you got we'll try to answer the question to the best of our ability and we did get a couple of relationship you issues love advice man that's yeah. part of what we're here yeah, for that's what that's what it's all about i don't i don't I, know anything about it but pearl brewery no pearl I, is like one of the oldest yeah, breweries I pass that all the time and and it's in a really kind of a kind of a restored historic area there in san antonio but i've never been crazy about their beer now i don't know whether they've got you know other expressions of things that i might like i don't know the regular old pearl beer, not a fan. I want to give a shout out to uh, Oliva. Uh, you guys did a blend of one of my f like favorite go to. I, I don't want to say budget, but more um, uh, more cost economy, cost effective, cost effective cigars. Uh, you guys did a blend on the uh, Nico Libre recently for uh, for CI. Oh. It is outrageously good. Yeah, we, so we do a lot of things. Uh, yeah, for different, 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 different retailers. Different, different yeah, yeah. There's a lot so, of things. I, I've never had that one either. I really, I got one in a uh, in a, uh, a variety pack from CI. I think online and loved it. And I think I shared one with you. you. Gave me one, right? And we both were crazy about it. And so when we did a show at the Cigars International Superstore in Conroe about a month or so ago. Ian and I both uh, grabbed some of those and smoked them. And I got to tell you, 
this, and I said this to the Cigars International guy, is I can't understand why Oliva would have let you have this one. It was that good. <laughs> I'd have kept. I'd have kept that for the main line. Outrageous. Yeah, it really, really was good. Uh, let's talk about the cigar that you uh, gave to Trenton before the show, Ian. So this cigar came out of a friend of mine's humidor. He doesn't smoke a lot of cigars, but he loves to have cigars. And when he does smoke cigars, it's few and far between. But he takes care of them. And uh, and he brought his humidor up one night. Uh, he's like, you know, grab a cigar. He had two of these in there, and I'd never seen it before. It was an Oliva with a fabric band on it uh in blue and gold and i was like what is this i said hold on and i immediately texted uh trying i was like what is this and he goes oh that's the original one and so i i told my friend i was like i'm taking this with me i said i'm not smoking it uh but i'm going to give it to trenton next time i see him and it's been oh geez almost probably a year since it then probably has been a year yeah and uh and so i brought it in today i said i brought you something and here it is so what is this cigar exactly with the uh, the cloth band? All I know is it's the original. I've only seen it a couple times. I've never had one, so that makes this really <laughs> So special. when you say the original, this was the first Oliva the that first was ever Oliva. rolled? Yes. Not not the first single cigar ever rolled, but the this first. This is the very the, first one. Okay. <laughs> the prototype. <laughs> it's, it's actually got a number one on it. No, not really. <laughs> but uh, it came in a half wheel. Uh, they kind of made fun of it saying it was a toilet seat (laughs) kind of of like a horseshoe and the cloth band just made it very throwback and Mm -hmm. this is where it started so this one's obviously been aging for a while it has been and i kept it in my humidor and it's been like even when my humidor was down to like two cigars and that was one of them I saved that for oh, you, but Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I feel the love. The look on your face when I gave it to you, though, was worth every bit of it. <laughs> like I said, I've only seen a couple of them. And every now and then our sales guys will post a picture of them smoking one that they found in a humidor or something. That's pretty I wild. haven't had my uh, humidor run empty very often, but I have had that situation come up where you open it up. And there's almost nothing left except for the El Cheapos, like the, the ones that you Give really don't want to smoke but you're only in a bind you're like the am one, i in that much of a bind yet? friends who don't exactly. really smoke who don't cigars. really understand or smoke exactly and uh so <laughs> yeah i understand that feeling of panic when you open the humidor lid and it's like oh no <laughs> right. i got to go shopping <laughs> but uh, but yeah that's a big deal if you had if you left that one alone when you were down i did well wow. so like you know I, I used to keep my humidor i don't have a walk-in humidor like some people want can i have it no. But um <laughs> but uh I you know my humidor holds in the neighborhood of 150 cigars and I used to keep it pretty stocked and then when um when covid happened I was like okay uh, I was working less had a lot more time so I was smoking a lot of cigars and I smoked through all the cheapos and I smoked through all the medium level cigars and then there was a time for about three weeks, where every time I smoked a cigar, it was $20, basically, or more. And I smoked through all of those. And then I had to start restocking my humidor. But it's gone up and down a few times since then. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's why I had to save that for you. So I thought that'd be fun. wanted to mention, while we're talking about things that are a little less expensive, um, There's a, we talked about this last week and never got to it. And I wanted to mention that I came across a really interesting article uh, in a place called the Daily Meal, not to be confused with Daily Mail, um, and it is about it is speculation about the companies that are behind 
the Kirkland Craft Beer at Costco. Oh, okay. So if you're a, if you're a Costco shopper and you see the Kirkland Craft Beer, you wonder, okay, who's making this for them? You know, who's who's white labeling? So they did a little dig- digging, and they believe that the Hopfen und Malz is most likely made by Gordon Biersch, the brewery uh, that has a lot of tap rooms around right, the country. Right. They believe that the uh, Bricks and Barley, uh, 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 Stevens Point Brewery Bricks and Barley, is probably the uh, Drop Dead Blonde refreshing ale. And the FX Matt is most likely Saranac or New Yorker. So I just thought it was an interesting article. You can check it out at The Daily Meal and read more about it. But it's nice to know that there are actually some decent breweries behind them, unlike those Walmart ghost beers that came out for a, a while, several <laughs> years ago. That, right? uh, we got to take a break, and we will be right back. Uh, still getting closer to drinking news and more sampling coming up. It's smoking and toasting. Welcome back. It's smoking and toasting. Our show about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand rolled cigars. And if, if you are watching on video. Uh, we did take a reasonably long break in between the last segment and this one, and I've already lit and smoked down a little ways on one of these uh, Master Blend 3s. This is such a wonderful cigar, Trenton. It is just like uh, almost – I just don't think it gets the credit that it deserves for being an incredible smoke at a really decent price. My fear is that it'll get recognized as like – one of the cigar aficionado top 25s. Right. And, and then it'll be out of stock them, everywhere. And I won't be able to get them. So our buddy Alan Denny worked for E.P. Carrillo uh, during uh, one of the times when Cigar Aficionado named uh, one of their cigars. It wasn't the Pledge. It was before that. Do you remember which one it was, Ian? The, uh, the cigar that got Cigar of the Year <clears throat> from E.P. Carrillo that year that Alan was still working there? That was the... <clears throat> the Encore? Not the Encore, yes. It was the, the Encore, encore. Yes. So, so it was named number one cigar of the year, and I asked him, I said, what does that mean for you? He, he said, it means we won't be able to keep it in stock Everything, for yeah. a year at least. Yeah. And and that seems to always be the case. It's always an interesting list. I don't always agree with everything on it, but it's hard to discount some of their top picks. But you're right. Something like this gets there. Oh, the demand goes skyrocketing, and uh, and our little... Uh, our little secret uh, is discovered by the masses. Yeah, and I mentioned yeah. it before. This master blend Churchill. Is, there's a lot of sizes of the man. What five sizes total? I think three. Three sizes total of it. Uh, the the Churchill is the bomb. I don't know why this size is the right. Thing. Yeah. Even the robusto. I mean, it, it's uh, it's full of flavor. I mean, you get a lot of different different characteristics throughout that cigar. It's like that. There are a few brands that are like that. I'm uh, an AJ Fernandez fan, and I love the Bella Artez. And there is one size I don't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but it's basically a uh, a, a skinny Toro. It's it's like Toro length, but it's like a 42 ring gauge box pressed, and oh. it is it is the best blend of that cigar. That you can get. It's better than the thicker ones. It's better than the Robusto. Sometimes they, sometimes yeah. the size like makes a difference. And I, I don't know what it is. Even like these don't smoke fast. Uh, but when I get the smaller ones, I'm always out of cigar before I want to be out of cigar. Yeah. You know, does so that make any one, sense? Yeah. No, this one lasts a nice. It may a be nice an hour time. and a half yeah. later, but I'm still yeah. out of cigar. So Ian has just poured for us. This is a Canmore 12 year single malt scotch. Uh, we mentioned, we were talking about this uh, oh. during the break, that none of us were familiar with Canmore. Not at all. It says uh, on here, inspired uh, by the bold and courageous King of Scots, uh, Malcolm III. 
nicknamed Canmore, the single malt scotch. This single malt scotch is uh is selected from the finest malts aged for twelve years to give a bold, smooth, rich taste. Canmore, a whiskey worthy of a king, made for you. It is definitely smooth. It definitely has a rich taste to yeah. it. I like it very much. It's uh, but I will say compared to the Heaven's Door barrel pick that we had earlier, this is almost like you you can drink this one fast. This is like yeah. candy. Yeah, it is just yeah. it's sweet. I don't dislike it because of it's that. It's sweet, it's tobaccoy. Mm-hmm. Um the the very much a tobaccoy kind of flavor, which is something you'll find in uh scotch from time to time, even sometimes whiskey from time to time, but uh, very very tobaccoy. But it's um, not nearly as big as like the cigar malt from Dalmore, which has a very tobaccoy right. nature to it. But this is this is not as big. It's a. It's very smooth. It's like, like a Capri the, Sun almost. The barley yeah. note <laughs> just. But here's the thing: the barley note on this, like the, the the malted barley on this, is so upfront and so round. Yes, I absolutely love this. Yeah, right, I like right it a lot too. Off, right off. The I also really appreciate the minerality notes that it has. It just has that, and a lot of great scotches have this. They have just that that you can almost taste the minerals of the water. That it was distilled with. Mm. Uh, so on the uh, on the uh, uh, bottle here, they say the nose is a delightful blend of. It's hard to read this. De- delightful blend of bl- a whole bunch of stuff. Says it for a while. <laughs> then the palate, it gives you a long description on the palate, and then the finish just says medium to long. Yeah, like they were that's, like, okay, we're done right. Yeah, now. yeah, uh, that's. Yeah. But that's smoking and toasting. It's a wonderful blend of a lot of stuff because we bring you the real details here <laughs> on smoking and toasting. And we got to take a break because it's almost drinking news time, and we're excited about that as we always are. And we'll be back with drinking news and more tasting and more master blend from Oliva. We'll be right back. In the beginning, I saw the story go. And welcome back, my friends, enjoying a wonderful Master Blends 3 from Oliva. This is Smoking and Toasting. Our show's all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. And thank you for that. That was wonderful. Uh, uh, Trenton, I just wanted to ask real quick before we get to drinking news. This is the Oliva Master Blends 3. Was there a 2 and a 1? And are those still available? No. This is the I one mean, I always smoke. Again, so. just like the Cereo that you gave me, the original. Yeah. There, you may find them in some cigar shop in their archives, but again, I've had them, but not recently. And they're they're few and far between. And I would imagine the three would consider an upgrade over the one and the two. Not necessarily. It's just a, different, a different blend. blend. Uh, well, I sure do love this one. If I ever come across a one or two, I will definitely... Definitely want to try there's that. People, really there's people that swear by the one and two, but I've not had them enough to... I love really this one. So yeah, I'm kind yeah. of partial to the one Hard that I can get. All right, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we are we are on location at the Vinyl Draft uh, Cigar Lounge, the Vinyl, Dra- Vinyl Draft Social Club in uh, Kima. Uh, Doug, thanks for letting us come here and be a part of the uh, uh, festivities today. Oh, thanks uh, for coming. We're going to honor you by doing the single most popular segment on our program. Why we we have no idea, but when we talk to people, all they seem to want to talk about is yeah the cigars and the whiskey. That, that's cool, but drinking news. So, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for drinking news. Drinking news. Drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. Florida man with one arm said he had a gator for a pet. When asked about his absent arm, he said, "Uh, I gotta take my gator to the vet." Drinking news. Drinking news. 
Cheers, y'all. Well, welcome again to Drinking News. And one of the things that we love to do from time to time here on Smoking and Toasting is share recipes with you guys for really good cocktails. In fact, I have some interesting two-ingredient cocktails recipes I hope to share on next week's show. Like whiskey and water? Yeah, like that, that. that's, that's your favorite. favorite whiskey and ice cube is uh, one of your favorite, yeah. Uh, but in any case, we love to share recipes with you for really good cocktails. And we do have several cocktail experts who are friends of the show, including our own semi-often-employed buddy, Chris Morris. And they've talked us through everything from martinis to more exotic drinks. Mm -hmm. These drinks seem to often include ingredients that you might not necessarily have in stock in your home bar. So in order to you know make these cocktails properly, you might have to go out and pick up a few things, or at least rummage through a few cabinets in your house and see if you can find some of them. But if anyone ever gives you a cocktail recipe, and its ingredients include... Diethylmetatoluamide. Then trust me, you'd rather drink yourself a big gulp full of Bud Light Lime. What? Yep, that's right. Diethylmetatoluamide, more commonly known as DEET. <laughs> Which brings what? us to today's story for drinking news. It involves the recent actions of a Florida woman. Florida. 29-year-old Veronica Klein. This Florida woman had been out drinking one night last week when she called up her 24-year-old baby daddy, whose, <laughs> whose name would later be redacted in the police report, to tell him she wanted to stop by his place and have a couple of drinks with him. Specifically, according to the report, she told him she wanted him to, and I'm quoting here, serve her an alcoholic beverage so they could drink together. End quote. So that's apparently what happened. Veronica Klein showed up at the residence in De Leon Springs of the man with whom she shares a one-year-old baby, and they had some cocktails. After a couple of drinks, the unidentified baby daddy victim says he began to feel sick and became so ill that he could not speak without throwing up. Um, now, there's a visual image for that's, you. That sucks. Yeah. The Florida man... apparently had to suffer through about 30 minutes of projectile vomiting before he could even get himself together to call 911. <laughs> and during that unfortunate half an hour, the man told police that he remembered Veronica admitting to him that she had added Raid Roach Spray to his last two beverages. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'm, glad, I'm glad you didn't. It was a valiant effort, but I'm glad you didn't. Uh, fortunately, paramedics arrived on the scene and transported the victim to a local hospital where he was treated for raid poisoning. Unbelievably. Did they have a name for it? Uh, that's what they called it, raid poisoning in the police report. Unbelievably, the victim was later able to give police an audio recording which captured Veronica Klein, the Florida woman, admitting to spiking his drinks with raid officers were also able to locate a 17 and a half ounce can of raid ant and roach spray at the residence which promises right there on the can to kill on contact with no lingering odor and boasts of an outdoor fresh scent raid? <laughs> the police probe determined that Veronica did, in fact, intentionally introduce a chemical compound into the victim's drink 
with the intent to kill or and or injure him. The Florida woman was charged with poisoning and is being held in the county jail on a felony count. The victim has a tender stomach, but he is expected to make a full recovery. Wow. She said, I love you, honey, but you kind of bug me. Ah. <laughs> How well, long before they get back together? <laughs> I was going to say a second wow. date. Wow. Yeah. I was about to say, does anybody have Veronica's number? He is the baby daddy. Uh, While awaiting trial, you can only wonder if Veronica Klein has floated some possible defenses to her court-assigned attorney. If so, there's no doubt that he has rejected them and told her she needs to come up with something else. Which leads us to speculate and prepare this drinking news top five list. This would be the top five defenses for poisoning her baby daddy with raid that Veronica Klein's attorney may have already rejected. Top five defenses for poisoning her baby daddy with Raid that her attorney may have already rejected. Number five. I thought Raid stood for refill and imbibe, daddy. Number four. I'm pretty sure this was recommended on TV by Dr. Oz. Number three. I saw on TikTok that Kahlua and Raid is all the rage these days with Gen Z. Number two. I was pouring him a shot of tequila, and I was just trying to kill the worm. And the number one rejected defense for poisoning her baby daddy with raid, number one, just one word, Florida. Florida woman. <laughs> Reporting live from Deleon Springs, where I'm feeling a little queasy, and my shot of Malort tastes even worse than usual. <laughs> Ow! That doesn't exist. <laughs> my name is Cruz, and that is your... Drinking news, drinking news. That's our time for drinking news. Cheers, y'all. Yeah, if the question is, how do you make Malort worse? <laughs> that would be maybe one of the... Uh, I like that that's what we bring out of this story. <laughs> yes, right. Yeah. How do you make Malort worse? Ever Deet. since... Ever, <laughs> ever since you have, uh, you know... Malorted you. Malorted me. Not once, but twice. twice yes. Shame on me. Um, uh, everything seems to point back to Malort somehow. Hey man, yeah. Chicago. Yeah. Well, and I will just say, in Ian's defense, in Chicago, they they drink it willingly. Oh yeah. It's not something where they're being tricked into it. They actually go to a bar and order the worst spirit I've ever tasted. I, I've I've been malorted by his hand. Oh yeah. <laughs> I have a feeling that anyone who has ever hung with him yeah. for any any length of time has probably been malorted. I, I think I'm the oddity here. Well, I've not one, been. One day oh, trust me, goodness. it'll happen. It's it'll really happen. Good. Well, I know it. Really it is only good. a matter. Know when it happens, you'll know. It, oh, okay. yeah, oh yeah, okay. there's no It there's took no two doubt. years off my life. Oh, yeah. my. <laughs> so what, what did she mix with the raid? Uh, well, I, we, don't, we actually don't know what the alcohol was. I can't imagine anything being not noticeable when you mix it with rape. Well, yeah, that that's well, the thing. What are, you, what are you bringing over to drink when you're when you're hanging with your baby daddy? I don't know. Well, it did say that the raid on the can said it was odorless, so well, maybe he didn't. I've notice. never seen a raid that was odorless. Yeah, yeah. Well, and but the, in the same can that said it was odorless also had it said it had a fresh floral scent. So and apparently it, tasteless. It, yeah, apparently. <laughs> so anyway, there's a there's your uh, drinking news for. Another week. And uh, so Ian is pouring now. And you pop the top on this right at the top of the segment. But this is a very, I think, interesting beer. This is from Firestone Walker, which this is a company that makes 
some incredible IPAs. They have great IPA series every year, but they are also very well known for their really interesting barrel-aged stouts, some really interesting uh, porters that they've made, and this one in particular is neither of those. It is a double DPA, an Imperial Special Bitter Ale, and this is one that comes... They have these that come in a you know in a cardboard box that are kind of specially uh, specially uh, they come set packaged out for marketing. all pretty yeah so they have yeah. they have a few uh, series like that like the Velvet Merkin and a bunch of other things that they do I haven't tried this I will tell you that I'm excited about it because very few um, very few uh, uh, breweries make bitter. Right. Uh, that was one of the reasons beers. that I really wanted to try this. And one. I love bitter beers. Like uh, there's a few in there's one in town. That makes uh that makes an ESB that you just you can't find them everywhere. I, realize, I love that style. I realize that they are now owned by Anheuser Busch, but before they were purchased by them, there was a brewery up in New Hampshire uh, called Red Hook, and Red Hook made an ESB that was just absolutely outstanding. Red wasn't Hook, a, wasn't a special release. A lot of people are real familiar with the Fuller's ESB. Right, Fuller's is very good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this just, one, it's a style that's just not as yeah, just not as uh, I guess it's not as popular, but this smells absolutely amazing. Well, and this it one smells unlike, caramel, and it smells uh, most ESBs or bitter ales are you know in that five to six percent alcohol uh, 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 area, and I think this one may be just a little stronger. Imperial special bitter. Ale aged in bourbon barrels, and that, there's nothing about that sentence that I don't absolutely love <laughs> right off the bat. Um, this is coming in at oh, what's to say, twelve point three. Well, there you go. Well, so, well there's yeah. that. Yeah, so it's a little uh, boozy. It's a little beautiful. I would drink this floating down the river. I love it. I know. I know. This is your typical summer uh, inner tubing beer. Yes, this yeah. is one hundred percent. I would have no problems polishing off a bottle of this myself. Maybe two. And then walking about 45 degrees out to the bathroom. Caramel and malt. Yeah, very uh, much so. Caramel and malt, caramel and malt. Like, those those two are so prominent, I've got to really mm. stop and and think to get anything has, else out of it. It has that uh, that finish on it that's a little astringent, a little bitter, just, a, just enough, too. Well, that's the bitter ale. It really makes you want to go back and... And have another sip of it. We call it the Doritos yeah, the effect. Dorito yeah, effect. I get some molasses. Molasses, yeah. 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 Oh yes, absolutely. Molasses. Um, this is obviously very big. It's outrageously good. <laughs> but I just had a feeling that you might like this based on what I know of your particular taste. So uh, I was anxious to try it. But normally, when I pick up one of these from um, Firestone Walker, it is usually a stout. Or, or a, a bourbon barrel aged stout, or perhaps a porter, but uh, I was thrilled to find uh, that this was a bitter ale. This is thought the, it would be something the first a little time different. I've ever tried a barrel aged bitter ale. This is so good. Yeah, I think it's me nice. too. There's, yeah. a, there's a little bit of um, almost like date or raisin kind of thing. It, 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 this crosses the line when you when you make it this imperial. I guess it crosses the line. It's almost in the neighborhood of uh, what you call barley wine. Yeah, I was just about to profile. say it's got a little of that. Dried fruit, date, mm-hmm. raisin, barley wine vibe to it. It's it's pretty sticky too. I bet if you uh, accidentally drip some of this between two pieces of wood, it would probably never come apart. And I gotta add, it goes perfectly with this master blend. Oh now, see, it's I've got a really good. I need to relight oh, mine because it went out gotcha. during drinking news. So talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> so you're saying this is twelve percent, twelve point three even. So I better uh, 
cut it a little bit short as I'm on my way to my daughter's volleyball meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Could be an interesting meeting. It might be. <laughs> okay. Trenton was a little more involved today than he normally is. He would not shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Kept saying something about molasses and uh, 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 Florida some malt in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I'm enjoying. You're so right, Trenton. This just this master blend is marries sweet. perfectly with the master blend. Um, Doug, how how often do you uh, do impromptu pairings? Uh, break out up here in the uh, cigar lounge. Well, it's not so much that I do it, but a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. You know, other people. There's always some really interesting things going on up here. <laughs> some I get, some I just don't. <laughs> but it's uh, you know, it, it's interesting. You you get a group of people up here, and and that that's sort of the fun thing. You know, and I tell people all the time this when we're open, this isn't for me. Yeah. This is for everybody else. So my time here really to enjoy this place is usually in the morning. Before the before, restaurant and the bar open. open yeah. Before all that. Sure. That's, that's sort of my time here. Yeah. But uh, I do like to sit up here and observe mm-hmm. at times. You, you, you do see some interesting things going on. And, and the crazy thing about this is you, you have very seasoned palates that come in here along with people that you can tell this is the first time they've ever had a cigar. Oh, this is yeah. the first time they've ever paired whiskey really cool. with it. And and it's always sort of fun to watch. But there, there's some interesting things that happen up here with this that. This place, so there's uh, six of us sitting in here uh, puffing away at cigars, and there's no appreciable um, smoke in the room. Like, it's... It, this no, place is, like, filtering it so amazingly. They're all on low. Now, I'll be honest with you. I've, I've had 25, 30 people in here. And I, one time I, I came upstairs just to check, and it, the place was just packed and everything was still on low. And I was like, oh, my <laughs> God. And good. I was just, yeah. like, turning everything on to, to high. I opened the door yeah. on the patio. I said, in about five minutes, this will be fine. But, you know, <laughs> when it starts to get that way, it's just a simple little a series of buttons. You just, gotta, just hit them. Well, we got to take a break. We'll be right back with our uh, final segment. But, yes, it is wonderful in here. And we'll be right back. It's smoking and Toast. Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting. We are at the uh, Final Draft Social Club in Kima, Texas. And one of the great things about doing these shows on location is people have a tendency to bring extra stuff. And in this case, Doug, the proprietor of the restaurant and bar and smoking lounge, has brought out a bottle of this Heaven's Door bootleg series. This is the ultra-expensive whiskey that comes in a, uh, a a book box, basically, mm-hmm. that's bound. And then when you open it up, it's got a really cool ceramic uh, uh, container for the whiskey that is actually artwork done by Bob Dylan himself. Correct. Who uh, does a number of paintings and stuff, as well as writing music and, and uh, asking people not to look at him when he's backstage. So, uh, <laughs> so this is what he does, and this is what we have, and this is how we're going to go out. Uh, big thanks to Trenton Smith from Oliva. It is always so much fun to have you on the show, and not just because you bring us great cigars, but it's just it's just fun to hang out with you. I'm trying to think. I think this might be like my fifth. Time I think on that the might show. be right. Yeah, you might be right. My you're, second time at Vinyl Drought. You're gonna uh, you're gonna very soon be uh, challenging Alan Denny for the uh, for the <laughs> I most ways to catch up. Yeah, <laughs> set the record. So, all right. So let's do a quick tasting of this before we go, because this is a very very special very whiskey. special drink yes, right here. This right, this smells 
so beautiful. It smells uh, classic whiskey. It smells leather. It smells. It, um, it does a, a little wonderful sweet. number on the retro hail, by the way. If you haven't done that yet, that's just absolutely fantastic. Yeah, you don't want to spill any of this. No. I, saw, I saw Doug is, reach to steady his glass. Woo. All right, yeah. so just the legs on this. Yeah, beautiful. Look how oily and beautiful that is. It's amazing. Well, I got to tell you, this is special. It's a special bottle. I don't, I don't break it out lightly, but there's a part of me that feels like I have finally arrived now that I'm on smoking and toasting <laughs> and that you guys have come here. So this was an well, occasion to break this out. We've, we've actually been trying to do this for a while, and I'm glad yes. we finally yeah. uh, you know, got everything to work out from a timing standpoint. And uh, always a pleasure anytime we have Trenton on the show because this is uh, well, you know, it's I, just like a special friendship kind of thing. When which I set is, this up, I knew you live in, in the area. Yeah, I'm only and, like 20 minutes away. From and you. so I love that. I was like, man, let's see if we can get Vinyl Draft going on and Trenton over at the same time. That's an area. What a beautiful show this would be. I had a great time. Wonderful. I just ashed my wireless mic. just to show you just to show you what happens but you know what i like about this show we've had a number of shows in our 434 400 uh, 300 i'm sorry 343 shows it's it's halfway to 400 so if you divide 400 and a half you get 343 okay i'm just glad you aren't making my commission check (laughs) in that time we've done shows at a number of cigar lounges i have to say this is the most relaxed vibe of any place I think that we've been. Place, it, it? And we've just been sitting around. And that's what, it's almost how I originally envisioned the show when we first started, was just sitting around. Having a conversation. Having a conversation, yeah. smoking uh, great cigars, drinking some great spirits and beers. And that's exactly how today has gone down. So this is one of my favorite episodes of the show ever, just because it's so chill. And and I almost wish we'd brought you the in-between the breaks uh, in between the segments breaks fun because it's probably better than the actual show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some of it shouldn't be I, aired, yeah. but uh, I think you were right. Um, excuse me, is this thing on? <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't know it was a live mic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it, so you've got you've got five humidors worth of cigars downstairs. Mm-hmm. Five upright humidors full of cigars. So you have a plenty of choices uh when you come up now. there's about 60 different facings nice yeah. in there of cigars and right. and there then and, and i'm kind of all over the place with it i think the the i think the lowest cost cigar i have down here is uh maybe seven uh and i go up to 48 yeah and every a little place something for everybody right? well a little you, something you got to go up to 100 and add this new oliva that's coming out because <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll talk shortly yeah, uh, that's yes. gonna be a thing yeah i'm gold. telling you that's going to be a gold. thing. Awesome. Well, guys, this has been great fun. Thank you so much for hosting us, Trenton. Thank, thank you for being you. Thank here you. and for bringing such wonderful cigars. And I'm Amazing. still just absolutely loving this Master Blend 3. And uh, we've had some great whiskey. And we didn't even get into Terry's bottle. So, Terry, you got to bring that next week, okay? <laughs> All right. I will All right. do. All right. Fair enough. Next week, a, uh, our, our plan, unless things go sideways, is to bring you a blind taste test of the many Oktoberfest beers that we can get our hands on that have come out. so You might think, Oktoberfest? Yeah. It's not even October well, yet. Look, that's okay. It's all out. It, it is September, and I'm hoping that by next week's show, not we're technically. far enough into September that we can have a slight... Well, look, we live in Texas, and we're all excited because this week, 
we got to have a day that was 98. Uh-huh. It rained last night, yeah. and it was cool for about 10 seconds, exactly. and it was awesome to walk the dog. That's that was what, it. That's all that's we get. That's what it's like when you live here in Texas. 110 so, again today. So we're going to try and invoke the spirit of autumn with our Oktoberfest blind taste test next week. <laughs> so right. looking forward to it. Thank you guys again so much. This has been a blast. Thank and uh, we definitely recommend that you come and check out the uh, whiskey bar and the amazing steaks. And uh, if you're in Kima, Texas, this is the place to be. Uh, reporting live from the Vinyl Draft Social Club. Thank you, Ian. Thank you, it's been sir. been a fun show. Cheers to you. Cheers. And cheers to all of you. Or as we like to say, cheers, cheers y'all. y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.